for Colleen, who hasn't met anyone, and for our viewers who don't know you ladies yet, Charlotte Cannon, you specialize in endotapping. I know that. Yes. Relaxation. Yes, okay. some trauma release. Perfect. And then maximizing performance. Okay, great. And you're in Ellenboro? Correct. Ellenboro, North Carolina. And uh, Rachel Harwell is in Cheryl's Ford. Yeah. Cheryl's Ford. And you do what all with yours? Conditioning, rehabilitation, um, recovery. So it's perfect that you yeah. guys are here because we're actually talking about what we can do for our horses to help them relax. And so thank you for joining us. I know you're both insanely busy, like we all are, but for taking the time to be here with us and for you know, wanting to be part of this little series. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. We're excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Yeah. I know you were not even sure, what was it? Endo tapping? You were like, what are you talking about? Yes. I know, I don't know what that is either. Well, I'm excited us. to know. Yes. So um, I've gotten where now where we're just calling it tapping versus okay. endo tapping gotcha. because um, the endo tapping word was coined by this guy that lives in Lexington, Kentucky, JP Giacomini. And he was using the endo tapping to condition a relaxation posture okay. cue sort of thing. But then he used the physical tapping with the stick to amplify movement and performance. I was looking for a cue system to take a horse out of an adrenaline space yep. and bring it to an endorphin space. And when I saw the tapping and saw what she could condition, I was like, okay, that's it. Yep. And since then, I have taken it a lot further in the relaxation side because for me, if the horses are trotting in place, it's a very bad day. We took it down so much further and then got where I was tapping on them with sound. We tap on them with um, touch, obviously, but visual cues. I will use energy to tap on them. So we've taken it a lot further where we can use it for just rewiring their brain as a different response to stress. So that instead of going to fear and adrenaline and cortisol, they'll go to relaxation or connection to solve that, that stress. Yeah. Is it like tapping on humans or is it Similar. completely different? Cause no, my it's sister not does a lot of that. It's not completely different, Okay, but it's, it encompasses a lot bigger sure. picture. A lot of it, it's it's using a stressor to rewire the brain. Okay. And what are the key areas of the horse that you focus on like the most? Is there a, like a go-to area on a horse that you would start the tapping? Yes, okay. absolutely. For most horses, we would start tapping right next to them behind their front leg sort of what I would call a friendly spot, sort of there on the side of their wither where they scratch each other, okay. because that spot seems like it holds the least amount of trauma and negative emotions. You know how we hold, you know, everything is physical, mental, emotional, mm -hmm. and every all these spots in your body are gonna hold mm -hmm. memories and right. positive memories or negative memories, and that particular spot right behind their wither doesn't seem to be a spot that horses tend to store negative stuff. Okay. So you can use that as a place to begin to sort of condition the response. And then you would go all over them. For a horse that you can't get next to, you could also use the idea to from here to over there where 
you would put like point your belly button and your eyes at one and if you could get any sort of a connection response like it would look at you then you would take that away now are you tapping the air when you do that or you're just with your belly button like okay. with just your energy just gotcha. your energy with your, that's what i was yeah like i've gotten it really refined where we're starting all of it with just your energy because so many okay. horses have really crummy triggers you sure. know they'll trigger to a stick or they'll trigger to they trigger some of them trigger to people standing close Absolutely. to them yeah right. we see that all the time so but it's not tapping necessarily like like you would think of a tap Right? But it, it could be like I could look at you and send energy at sure, you. Sure, absolutely. We but do it, that in our grounded horsemanship program every day, where then you're you moving the horse with your energy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. I'm just trying so to make sure. I it's a, you know the physical tap is an easy thing yes. for people to sure. see and understand, right. but you refine it down to this energetic tap, mm -hmm. and then you would get it up to using a physical tap because we can also release memories and emotion and trauma i can take a thoroughbred horse that would trigger to a announcer you know mm -hmm. lots oh, of yeah. thoroughbred horses sure. off the track trigger to announcers because of the announcers at the racetrack mm -hmm. and they'll usually hold that in a certain part of their body a lot of them will hold it over the top of their hip mm -hmm. and you can tap on them and condition that response and then have them in a space with an announcer and you can use your okay. tapping and you can erase triggers and release kind of trauma. Retrain the brain. Yeah, kind of like you absolutely rewire Like yeah. removing kind of the old memory and putting a positive. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And they yeah. learn to solve that puzzle of stress right. with relaxation and connection versus fight, flight, or freeze. Yep. Kind of like counseling. A hundred percent. Talk about things. I can you think of a couple of horses here that need some counseling. <laughs> that we, you know, it's cathartic in a way that you're talking about this traumatic experience, and the counselor kind of walks you through, yeah. and then you start realizing that you can manage that memory and put it in a different place. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's giving them a whole different coping mechanism. Right. Absolutely. It's just fascinating, and just our energy too, and how it all interrelates, and how sensitive they are to our energy. Yeah. So us going into, right? If you're going Absolutely. into a session, you've got to be yep. in your Zen place, right? Because any little, any little trigger you may have could trigger them. The sensitivity level you have to somewhat be prepared for, because when you use the word amplify, sometimes when you ask for things, some people are not prepared for the sensitivity level. Yep that their horses are gonna relay back to them. And so they'll revert back to the old way just because the person is not there, is not at that same moment. Exactly. But that, and then the other comment, if you guys don't mind me saying, no, the other comment that I had, I was thinking is, I had somebody come do body work and this was probably about three years ago. And my one horse had a cast when he was a year and a half and I did not get rid of it. And I, and there was animosity because this horse that had a cast, that foot kicked my other horse and he had an injury and it knocked a golf ball size out of his shoulder. Mm. So the point of it though, is the energy. So the cast and then the, the ugliness between the two, which they're three quarter brothers, that was profound for me that when the cast was removed from the barn, and when the horses wow. are stalled next to each other, it, 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 was, it was profound. 
it was but at the same time i bawled i literally broke down because i didn't want to let go of that trauma because i was so mad but i had to let it go yeah that was the day wow now that didn't take it, it it was a worker it was a person that did you know body you know and and the the smells and stuff but you have to be willing as a owner to let it go just as much as the horse because the horse will only go as as as, as led by the owner absolutely oh 100% because that's a huge part of my program is the concept of mirroring yep. mm-hmm. and for the people to absolutely understand mm-hmm. that the horse is going to mirror their mental images, mm-hmm. their physical posture, what parts of your body, how are you holding yourself? Mm-hmm. And then also this sort of spiritual space that people mm-hmm. are in. Are you in a judgmental space? Are you in what kind of stuff? And it's shocking how much people don't want to be responsible for that yeah, they, they want the horse to mm-hmm. fix them my horses are lame not clinically lame but they're lame like we are with our advil needing sure. you know they're lame right. so how i keep them sound and other people's horses sound is through ambidextrous even left and right movement no matter what the modality is no and matter if it's several at your farm right you have the the walker yeah and you have i just yeah i have the equivibe is that um, like a massaging plate it's a, it is a vertical um it is vertical movement not circular okay um there are two different modes of therapy on that one circular which if you were to put your cup on it mm-hmm. it would actually spin like a top wow um, spin the liquid inside or spin, no, the cup? spin the cup wow whereas with vertical plates um with vertical movement it is an up and down motion it was uh, it came out of europe and it came out of a horses going in the horse trailer and everybody said oh my gosh my horse is warmed up isn't that amazing and, and the vibration were, in the trailer yes exactly so whenever they tell you that your horse is colicking and get them on the trailer put them on the trailer they say all the time put them on a trailer if the baby's crying Put them in a car seat and start driving. It's the same principle of the movement and the motion. But I think that that people, when it comes to, I don't have a special fix as much as I love movement. And again, I said the word, you could probably go back and say how many times I said ambidextrous because I think we're left and right-handed. Yep. And I think that horses are not clinically lame, so to speak, as much as they just don't want to the proprioception. I lean to the left. I have a drop left hip. Oh, but you're right. Ambidextrous, ambidextrousness. Is that a word? It's it is now. If it it wasn't is now. before. <laughs> um, is so important. You have to be able to work your horse on the right equally on the left. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, your horse is not balanced. Mm-hmm. You might be stronger on your right hand, but are you capable of using your left? Of course, you are. Mm-hmm. Can I sign my name with it? Probably not that well. But mm-hmm. that's because I use my right so much more. Mm-hmm. You can't just work a horse on the right hand side mm-hmm. they won't yeah. function on the left you've got to do both i totally agree with you and my walker i got uh right when covid hit when i got on my horses after they'd been on it for 60 days i don't know give it 60 days i was just like i don't know what i've been doing but i ain't been doing what i thought i would have been right. doing. i just know there's just no comparison i hadn't so who gets on their horse and walks them for an hour who does that who gets on i mean I, I know <laughs> I, and I'm just, I, 
I was amazed at the top line. I was amazed at the lack of swelling in the legs. Not that I really have swell. I just was amazed at the other thing that I had come out of it was um, the evenness in the chiropractic adjustments. Hmm. So the, it, it's, it, it's movement. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's release of the stuff that's tight and it's, it's movement. I, I'm, I'm in love with movement. That's for Absolutely. everybody. What yeah. happens when we get older and we retire and we get sedentary? Mm-hmm. Our, our bodies mm-hmm. decay, essentially, right? They, they stiffen up. Everybody, mm-hmm. oh, when you retire, don't stop moving. Don't stop working. I have neighbors that are, I have a 95 and a 93-year-old neighbor that are still pulling the trash cans down, that are still hand-sawing. Yep. Can we help? How can we help you? Nope, I'm good. Yep. Well, he's 95. He sure is. And yep. I'm going to do the same thing. We joke all the time around here. We'll probably retire the day after our funeral. <laughs> Sad but true yes. because, you know, we're constantly doing yes. stuff, but we're always going to be active. You yes. know, I, I took a break from the farm when I took a corporate job with the airline in order to get this side of the farm yep. and ended up getting injured because I wasn't out here every day. I wasn't moving every day. I wasn't using all of my muscles. I got sedentary and I went to do something really simple. And I pulled my entire back. It took over a year to heal. You've got to stay active. And the, the same, same thing goes happened for our to horses. Me. Nobody did anything wrong. Yeah. It just yeah. happened. It but just it... happened because you weren't as active yep. as you used to be. And the level of injury from something so simple was astonishing to me. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. I was able to overcome it. Now, granted, we're talking, you know, acupuncture, dry needling, massage, chiropractic, all kinds of stuff to get me there. But I'm back to, you know, scoop and poop and moving wheelbarrows and throwing hay and maybe not at the level I was before because I'm very careful, but that I'm able to do that again. I never thought I'd be able to do that that again, but it's the movement. But you saying that about not going back to the level that you were because you have that thought in your head goes back to what you, when it comes to the memory. Yep. And then it comes to the ambidextrous. It, it is a fear. Yeah. And, and I got dumped by the horse that needs a whole lot of that. And he's way, he's probably the worst candidate. But anyways, I've had him for three <laughs> he'll years. But I know I, I know that he's going to be a stellar horse one day. And I'm very, very blessed to have him. And But you have that in the back of your mind. Sure. So does he. 